Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast, the summer series, featuring discussions by Re and other members of our community as part of Coffee Talk, presented for the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association. To learn more about IDEA, visit ideadance.org. Season 3 for Regold's Dance Life Podcast will be back at the end of summer. Enjoy this bonus Coffee Talk series. Take it away, Ray. And here we are with the man himself. Happy New Year, yes. Why you and I have been together so long, my friend, it's because you are a guy who's willing to dive in. Not everybody is. <laughs> You're a guy that I can say to, I'm not quite sure how this is going to go, but this is what I'd like to see happen. And somehow, you know, we make it happen. It's, I think that's being an artist, you know, you just like, that's what you do. You just dive in, you know, you just like trust the process, trust what you learned. And the, I think if you plan too much, you lose a sense of the creativity, which is what it's really about. So living in that moment, it's like creating choreography, like you're creating in the moment and you're creating like, so all of that kind of goes hand in hand. So I think it's good to prepare, of course, but at the mm -hmm. same time, we got to kind of roll with it, you know? I have a question. When did you two, when would you guys first meet? Ooh. So a long time ago, I, I competed as a dancer at um, American Dance Spectrum, Regolds. Yes, and so yeah. people don't may not know it was Spectrum before it was American Dance Awards. So he's talking a really long time ago. <laughs> I, I, I can remember him on stage as well. And then I remember I tell him this, so, you know, it's just, I keep repeating the same thing, but remember him with blonde hair, either dancing with Paula Abdul or, or it was somebody. It was I Cheyenne. Was it was Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Yeah. yeah. Bleached, bleached white hair. Yeah. Yeah. Bleached white, I guess is a better way to say it. But yes, uh, we've known each other a long time, Gio and I. That's amazing. Amazing. Appreciate him a lot. Okay, Gio, thank you for being with us today, my friend. Happy, happy to be here. Hi, hi Laura. Hi, good to hi. see you. I'm super you, excited for to be here. You guys know each other, I'm assuming, yes. Yeah, so I, can I tell you my first experience with Gio? He probably yes. never seen this. I opened up Libra in 2011. We went to Groove Competition. Oh. It had to have been 2014, because this was a couple years of me, like, building up the competition program and actually having a, an upper level um, team to go to compete with. And um, my girls are at Groove in New Jersey and Geo's set is setting up. And when I tell you, it was like a professional Broadway production of props coming out onto the stage. And I remember it, Geo. It was a production where you had top hats and the kids like came out of them. And I literally, I, I, my dad was backstage getting my stuff ready. And I have, my prop dad is my dad. There's one, we have a, one prop dad. And you had like a crew of people back there loading things in and out. And my dad was just like, this is unbelievable. This is like a full production. <laughs> so was. I'm my girls, like, get in the audience and go watch this. This is going to be amazing. Go, 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 go. So they go like running into the audience to watch. And your stuff, Oh my God, the, the kids coming out of the top hat and like the choreography, I literally was like, who did this? You know, I think Ooh, I, you know, Gio, know. this is going to give you a big head. My no, friend. no, no, no. But it is so well-deserved. Like it was unbelievable. And I think it was just so amazing for my, cause was, again, it's all girls at my studio at that point for the girls to see the boys be just as talented as the girls to not just have boys on stage because, oh, I'll throw a boy out there, even if they're not at the same level as the girls. No, 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 no. That boy who was front and center deserved to be front and center who you had. And those boys on stage who are front line deserve to be front line, not just to get like the boy points. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they were unbelievable. And I remember the girls came out and they were like, Miss Laura. And I was like, I know. And I went up to you and I was just like, my name's Laura. I'm the owner of Libra Dance Studio. I just have to tell you, 
that was the most fantastic thing I've ever seen at a dance competition. You were so humble. You were literally like down and you were like, thank you. I really appreciate that. And I'm like, no. (laughs) It was like hell. Unbelievable. (laughs) (laughs) What it took to put the damn number on was hell, right? I was like, thank God we have five more before my girls go on. (laughs) I don't think I ever did a prop ever again. I'm like, I'm (laughs) done (laughs) with the prop. Like, forget it. Just stick to dance. I, I understand <laughs> when I was teaching and choreographing, I tried things and think it was a great idea. Then the amount of stress that it took to get that great idea pulled off was not easy. But I will exactly. say, Gio, that inspired my dad because my dad did all of our problems and just like benches and tables. So now my dad's like, you need a lifeguard stand? I'll build you a lifeguard stand. You need acro boxes? I'll build you a So it was like, my dad was like pumped. I think you should jump out of a top hat at the end of yes. your <laughs> Get them out of storage. <laughs> oh man, it was a journey. Well, thank you though for that. Yeah, thank it was you. fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure everything since then has been amazing, but that was like my first experience seeing your choreography live on like that type of competitive stage and it was I was just like wow that is that's a Broadway professional level brought to here with kids thank you but everyone knows out there too like that like you said the level of stress with that that kind of props and again the big thing was like we built this big thing that had a, a hatch so that when you put the big sheet over at the end the guy like mm-hmm. he disappeared like, like it was just it was a lot. It was well the stress, but um, again, then to hear that from someone is like afterwards you're like, okay, it makes it worthwhile, but yeah. it doesn't it's 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 a challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was fantastic. Absolutely Thank fantastic. You. Thank so you. well done. Thank you. Uh, we got so excited about this that I didn't ask our audience where they were from, <laughs> what's going on. Feel free to either ask us a question, let us know what you're thinking in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. So, Gio, what are you thinking about 2023 on a personal, maybe slightly business level? Um, so far, I mean, it's. It, I think it's still like a transitional. I said this the other day. I was talking to someone, but it's transitional. It's. I think we're all still trying to figure out um, – what the, you know, would say, ah, oh, back to normal, you know, coming out of COVID, but it's, it's a really a, a huge challenge, like figuring out what everyone's normal is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest thing. And I think it's just, uh, I'm learning to just not go too far ahead. And I think too far ahead is that the, the world is in such a crazy transition in so many levels uh, with, with sicknesses and health and then with finances and the market. And um, um, it's just a lot. So it's, just a matter of taking it day by day. And um, again, I think there's definitely growth and people are, people are coming back around and the businesses are growing and, and, you know, we definitely grew a little more uh, this year. Um, and we were one of those big studios listening to you guys talk in the beginning, you know, we were at one point back in 2011, eight, almost 800 students. And, you know, now it's um to lose 60% of your business, um, you know, as, as we went into a new building right before COVID and then, um, but now we're slowly coming back, but it's, it's a challenge. It's, it's still a challenge. Um, so it's, uh, just taking it day by day. Um, it's all we could do, you know? Mm. Did I see your son run by there? Yeah. Cruz, Cruz just, he strolled by. He's home. He He only goes to school twice twice a week um and geo little geo's in school five days a week in kindergarten now so um now things are changing in life too you know yeah yeah Mm -hmm. tell us about your kids for everybody who only knows you as hip-hop geo dude dude (laughs) dude well that's i mean that's another i guess it's there's like a, a challenge in life is like going from um doing my thing for years and being out and traveling and now having a family is a completely different um monster in a sense it's like you know because everybody knows it's like you have uh, different financial responsibilities and getting them to school and food and i mean just the cost of everything today is just like it's crunching everyone like everyone is feeling it and you you're doing everything we're doing everything we can to get by and keep normalcy because now we want normal so but the same normal that it was years ago is not because everything's more um 
so it's it's a lot of challenges um but the boys are what get me up in the morning for sure like you know it's it's my wife usually wakes up a little bit before me um but it's like if i hit that 8 8 15 mark and i'm like all right geo's going to school to get the bus to 8 40 on the corner i'm like i want to spend at least i want to see him so mm-hmm. that gets me up out of bed and um so I can at least see him for a little bit before he leaves for his day. Cause then afterwards I go to the studio. Okay. So it's a crossover and now it's, you know, having them every day. That's why COVID was also a blessing in disguise in a sense. Um, I got a lot of time with them and I'll, I'll never forget that. I'll cherish those years of those couple of years of being with them a lot. So I value that, you know, I feel like that's a big trend. It's like a blessing and a curse in our, um, as a parent in this industry, that like I can like right now I have a two-year-old I have Cole and he's obviously at home with me there's no reason for us for him to go to daycare I'm lucky I have an alumni that I can pull from you know once or twice a week and I get my admin stuff done but he's with me all the time but it gets to that point where you're now where when he gets to kindergarten and they're at school all day and then like you said you're like ships in the night a little bit he's getting off the bus you're going into the studio or you've already there and that's, mm-hmm. I think, going to be a big transition time too, you know, that yeah. that's like the hard part of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, you're all the time. I mean, on social media, it looks like you're out every single weekend of your life. And I know there's a lot of joy in that. And it's how you keep your family and roof and everything. Um, how long you've been traveling and how do you feel about all this on the road stuff coming from a man who's been on the road for 40 years? It's been, I mean, for me, it's 30, 32 years now. Um, Cause I started 18, 19. I started the little convention circuit and judging. Um, and it's, I love it. Um, I absolutely love it. Um, I think that I, I have, we've talked about this before is I have that balance. I have the studio, but then I also have that life of the convention life where I get to go into these, you know, big ballrooms with these hungry, talented kids and, or just kids that are there for the weekend having fun. It's, you get a lot of personalities and a lot of different experiences. And, um, you know, the people kind of look at you at convention, you're like the teacher, oh my God, you get, you, you feel that. And it's, it's cool. But at the same time, you're like, um, it's, it's not that big a deal for us because we've been done it so long. It's just, uh, my purpose every time I get up on stage at convention is, um, is I'm super nervous. So that, that lets me know, I still really care about what I'm doing on the road. Um, I always want to give a good class. I always want the kids to to come out of the class feeling they've learned something. Um, I've, I've learned to become a better teacher, not make the class about me on that stage and look at me do this. Um, it's about what is my material getting across? How can, I, how can I impact these kids in just an hour, which barely is an hour, it goes so fast, and leave, leave an impression on them? Um, and that's my goal. That's why I think I love the road. And then the studio, it's different because it's the monotony of every day. And how do you keep that excitement? How do you keep that fresh feeling like you get when you get on a plane and go into a nice hotel and, you know, um, being on the road. So um, I, I, it, for me, it, it creates a good balance. I have the best of both and um, I, I truly love it. I, I If I had, a, it's hard to say if I love that more than the studio, but there's been so many challenges with the studio that it's made it difficult to to keep that that passion but Mm. going back to my sons now seeing them like the studio and love going there and like to dance that gives me a new motivation to make the studio a success and have it there for them growing up and then also to say hey daddy can go to work but you can come hang out with me at work that's you know that's a that's a really it's a blessing as well if I was in the corporate world and went nine to five or nine to seven. I'm not seeing them at all. So being five minutes away with the studio, it's, I'm trying to find the positives and everything in 23 and not focus on the negatives. Cause you know, if we turn on the TV, all you see is negative. Yep. And it's like, you're trying to like find this balance again, where um, what are the things that I have in my life that could really be positive and work towards making those things greater. Mm. 
Go ahead, Laura. Did you? I actually had a kind of a different question that kind of popped into my head when you're talking about teaching. Um, You're saying about how different it is now. Um, I would love to hear how you feel teaching now after I I still teach. Um, I've been teaching for 19 years. I have my studio for 12. Um, I still teach a company dancers. Um, I teach all the way down to the littles. I'm there three times a week teaching um, at my studio. But I think I'm sure we all have, who are people who are in the studio, have seen this change in the kids. Um, and I literally had to have this conversation with my dancers um, after Twitch passed. And I I said to them, I sat them all down because they, I, I feel like we need to have a conversation about it. And I just said, I know he was such a light and he was so bright and this is your safe space. So if you ever need to have a conversation with anyone, whether it's me, whether it's a therapist, whether it's your other teachers, like have that conversation. Um, and they were so responsive to it. They broke out in tears. Some of the ones that were so happy in class just broke down in tears. And I was just like, wow, ones that I thought were okay, were obviously not okay. And ones who I thought were, were on the edge handled that really well. This was a very interesting dynamic in this room right now. So I would love to hear since you're hitting all of these different arenas, whether it's a ballroom floor, whether it's a studio, whether, you know, choreographing I saw for like a halftime show, you're dealing with all these different types of individuals and kids. What are, what is some feedback or things that you've done in your studio that has helped navigate these new waters that these dance teachers are in right now? Oh, that's a, that's a big, that's a big question. Yeah. Um, um, it's hard to speak for um, the staff um, because again, I'm not spending that time in them, in the room with them and I'm not in their heads, but I'll speak for myself first. Um, it's definitely a challenge. Um, and I think the biggest thing that without rambling on the biggest thing that I've tried to focus on is I felt like for a while, there was a lot of excuses. Um, well, they, you know, we had, we had, it was like COVID was the big excuse. And I understand, you know, obviously we went through this time. It was unprecedented. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had a conversation with um, my boys class the other night, for instance, you know, and there was a, a kid that I just put in the, the group this week and he's coming in and he just, he's not as talented, but he has all this drive. And I've noticed him in other classes. He was a kid that was in the studio years ago and came back and uh, he came in class and it was after the Christmas break and he knew all the choreo. Mm. He knew it all. And the other boys that have been there for years and years and years is standing there like not knowing a thing. So that kind of struck a chord with me and I gave them a little speech about, you know, um, that. And then all of a sudden we're going into some exercises and it's like, all right, give me more performance here. And they're like, you know, not really performing. And it's like, I go back to the excuses and everybody said, oh, the kids had to wear a mask for so long, right? They forgot how to be expressive. I say, okay, wait. You know, we're artists here. Expression is through dance. And I, and I get a point of, all right, you know, we got to smile. But if you know the Jabberwockies, right? Do you know the Jabberwockies? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they wear those white masks. And I use this as an example. This summer when I was over in Vegas and I took my sons to see the Jabberwockies. And I have Geo on my lap and I have my camera out. And he's giggling and laughing and all this stuff. And these guys are wearing full masks. Mm-hmm. How, how is it that a, a dancer with a full mask on where you can barely even see their eyes can make a young child giggle and laugh and spark emotion? Ooh. So it's like, you, you know, you talk about a half a mask. Like, so again, that's, we could use that to a degree, but that's an excuse. Like, let's get back to it. Like, let's get back to, it's like, I feel like if we just keep using the excuses that we're only hindering that generation, that's, feeling stuff and they're hurting they are like they've been through a time especially everyone says oh the 13 the 14 the 15 um but i'm just trying to now keep it real with them and mm-hmm. say listen we can make excuses all day long but we're not going it's not going to fix anything we have to start to move on mm-hmm. let's start to let's move forward let's push let's go let's get back to work um and i think that's the approach that i'm taking is um is just trying to get back to it and not again be like oh it's okay we're in that generation, right? We discipline. It's okay. Everything's okay. Don't worry. Where we grew up and everyone talks about, oh, it was so different when we grew up. 
it doesn't have to be like, it's just all in the way that we, yes, we're in different times, but I think we just, for me, it's, I want to stop making excuses and, you know, I think we need to start to help these kids more by pushing them a little bit on and doing it reasonably and responsibly, Mm -hmm. of course, but um, no more excuses, you know, no more excuses. I remember when we were able to take our masks off and I had some in my studio who were immunocompromised. They were still wearing a mask and we were drilling routines, faces, perform, perform, perform. And I remember this little one, she had a mask on, but her eyebrows, she was performing so much. I said, your eyebrows are touching your hairline. You're performing so much. And I, 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 I do this thing to get the motivated. She'll make me want to look at you. And I'm, I'm going to point out who my person was who like caught my eye when they're doing their routine. And she kept doing it over and over again. And the girls were like, this Laura, but she has a mask on. I'm like, exactly. So she's at a disadvantage and she's still catching my eye when she's dancing she's still giving me all this expression I said I see her cheeks popping up above her mask she's smiling so big underneath that I said and I know when her family feels comfortable for her to take that off and what she is now it's like she never lost that she always understood that at some point that mask is going to come off I'm going to have to dance I'm going to have to get on a stage and perform next to the girls and be able to practice without that um but yeah it's interesting I, I feel like pushing pushing forward a little bit is is what they need for sure but it's it's interesting it takes some at least my girls it's been taking them a little bit longer to like turn that that entertainment value back on it's mm-hmm. it's it's like a muscle i said to my one soloist it's like a muscle memory you should be able to i should be able to turn the music on and your face should smile it's like it's- your face should move to the dance you know it, it, that's it's a whole it's your, your whole body everything should be working together it's it i'm gonna say something but i agree with geo time the excuses are are i get it and i i'm there to emotionally support anybody but if you truly love dance and i know this is hard for kids it comes out because you're feeling the joy and you could see it in the eyes with the mask on Okay, just like you said, Jabberwockies, your kid could feel it, your your son. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a joy. And I'm not sure these kids know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they won't. I'm saying the last two or three years has pushed that deeper down. Ooh, I, I, yeah. I couldn't think of a better way to say it but it's I think it's not only kids there are a lot of adults who don't feel the joy forget dance it's a society kind of thing boy I took us deep here but to me if we have the ability as teachers to distract them and get them to feel the joy for the one hour, mm-hmm. that's greatness in a yeah. teacher. And I think to be in the moment, I think my, what I'm seeing, it's hard for them to, I think we were just talking about that even before we started the broadcast is being in the moment. I think the kids kind of, cause they're like this all the time and they're, on their phones and they're Snapchatting and they're, you know, they're TikToking and they're doing all of that. I think dance makes you be in the moment. And I think they haven't been doing that very often with the pandemic and coming out of it, like feeling their bodies, being in the space, being in the moment and performing. I think that's. Okay. I think that was a good point. Being in the moment. Is that something this generation can't do? Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of challenges, COVID technology. It's, you know, like when you look back at movies, right. And it was movies about the future and it's like, um, everything became very robotic. Exactly. Like everything's becoming robots, you know, like you go to the grocery store, you check out, I'm talking to a machine, you know, go to the airport. I don't even need to talk to the machine. I'll talk to my phone before and go, you know, everything is, you see, when you really think about the inner you know social interaction and everything that we're doing it's really it's changing um Mm -hmm. and it's 
it's creating a, a different vibe. And it's like, I don't know if we even have the power to control it um, because it's just happening so fast, you know? We do if we want to. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I recently had dinner at somebody's house. I'm being careful at how I say this with a young child. That child laid on the floor and played games the entire time while we ate dinner, while we talked. And I thought to myself, wouldn't this have been a good time to say, shut that thing off? Mm. Yeah. But that's easier for the parent, I think. Then to involve the child, to, to, to maybe have the child act up at the table, whatever it is, it's easier to let them be on that thingy. Or, or engage them. Like, like something that my wife and I do consciously, this is what we do. Like if like we're uh, have an opportunity to, to sit down to four of us um, and they want, you know, like they'll have, you know, want their iPads and it's like, put them down, like take them off the table, say, all right, we're not going to do iPads. Like, but now you can't just sit there and be like, Hey, what's up? You got to be like, so we say, what was the favorite? What was it the most, the best part of your day? Yeah. You know, so Gio will go, Oh, the favorite part of my day was this. And then all of a sudden, like they're, you know, it's just a matter of, do we know how to engage them? Or it's not just a matter of putting it down because they want to do something, you know, they want to, so it's like you have to again. We can. We have the power to to control it to a degree, um, but it's just making that conscious effort and um, definitely see a shift in the kids. And it's going to be work to 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 change it and make it better. But mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a continual challenge for all of us in the classroom, out of the classroom, in our homes. It's without a doubt. But um, you know, you have to. And someone wrote that we can do that in class Yes, too, you know, like you say, what's up, instead of going right to warm up, look at them and say, Hey, like I did it last week was I looked at my classes, like, welcome back. How did Santa, how did Santa treat you? You know, and they smile, like, did you Mm -hmm. get everything you wanted? You know, like have, uh, just have conversations. Um, You know, it's, it's important, but it's, it's finding the right things to say and the right questions and, Mm-hmm. Um, cause again, we're, we're teachers, so we can automatically go to, you got to fix this and you got to fix this and you got to do this and you got to pull up and you got to lift your chin and you got to do that. Sometimes you just got to have a normal conversation with them and it, it changes the aspect and the, the flow of class. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. When my little ones do sit-ups in my mini jazz class, I don't do abs with them. I make them, I, I pair them up and I literally, even now I say, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is. And even if they know the person, they still have to say, hi, my name is such and such. And they shake hands and I say, now tell them your favorite ice cream flavor. Tell them like, and then I go up to them after they're done their sit-ups. I'm like, what is her name? And what is her favorite flavor? Because they're so quick to, nah. I'm like, no, no, no. Like we're, we're continuing this conversation. How you like, and I think we do have time in class to do that as long as we find creative ways to stick it in, like how you're saying, you know, yeah. and find time yeah. to do what we can for sure. I brought up this really cool comment from uh, Katie McGee um, because I wanted to point something out to you and maybe the teachers who are watching here. You may not see this right away, Gio, but this is like re-patting you on the back again. I'm 36 and love having Gio at Headliners every year growing up. My daughter now dances. I hope she can take your class someday. You definitely made an impact in the dance world. So what do I want to say to you? This is generational. When you have a student who desires that their child has the same experience, that means you did really good, my friend. Okay. Thank you. It's, it's, <laughs> I've been on the road the last year too. I get, you know, someone come up to me, a mom and say, you know, look at me and go, you know, I, I took your class like 15 years ago, 20 years ago at Tremaine or headliners or, and now my, you know, will you take a picture with my daughter? I'm so happy she like took class with you. And it's like, it's like, it's a, it's a wow. It's a yeah. wow. Um, when you realize 
Um, I may, I don't even realize sometimes um, I just keep pushing on and cause I love it. Like, that's why I say, I love being on the road in the studio. You just love it. And to hear those things, it really, it really affects you and it, in, in a good way, um, you know, and then at, at the same time, it's like, you feel a responsibility. Um, and, and that's where it's hard. And I think going back to, you mentioned Twitch a little bit. Um, I've taught a lot with Twitch on the road and he's a, a I like to say a good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very, this, I mean, this was a really difficult thing to swallow. Um, I want to put this question up. I didn't put it forward because I didn't know if we were going there, but this question came through. Yeah, this is, this is a, it was, I'll, I'll tell you, it's the morning of, um, over the last few months, I started receiving boxes of clothes from Dick Sporting Goods. Um, uh, one of Twitch's PR people wrote me on Instagram and said, hey, Twitch and Allison want to send you some stuff. And I said, okay, you know, I figured, you know, I have a studio, I'm exposed to a lot of kids, I'm on the road with, on the weekend. So I, I seem like that perfect guy to throw these clothes on and mm-hmm. do some posts. It makes sense. So it was, but really appreciative and text them and said, you know, thank you so much. I love the clothes. And then a few weeks ago, two big boxes came full of all this new stuff again. And I'm like loving everything and I'm trying it on and I'm doing, trying to do social media posts where I jump up and down and pop into the clothes and I'm not really good at that. Um, so I guess now my wife is, you know, seeing that, you know, what's the engagement of, I guess, with him and Allison. And then all of a sudden the morning of she runs upstairs and I hear her coming up the stairs and uh, not that it made it any better, but it felt like someone in my family, something happened, something really bad with the look on her face. And she showed me the phone and I was just like, you know, I was like, no, that's not, this is, that's not true. This is, this can't be. And from there it was, it was a very, as soon as I turned on my phone, it was just like the the messages started coming through. Mm -hmm. Um, Very difficult, very, very like, you know, for that first while, for the first part of it, it's, you don't believe it. It's, Mm -hmm. this can't be true. Um, And obviously people around the world felt it. People around the world, um, celebrities and Mm -hmm. it's it's, this, I don't think he knew the impact he had on, on the amount of people that he had an impact on. Um, But again, wearing that face and that happy face. And it's like, you would never imagine that this was going on. And, you know, it's, um, then people talk about, I spoke to my best friend. Um, one of my best friends in the world is Marty do. If you're in the dance world, Marty, Marty taught on Tremaine for I don't know, 13, 14, maybe 20 years after I was on the Tremaine circuit, he, he kind of was on there and now it's Tony Bellissimo and Tony Bellissimo is a, a great friend, a Twitch, very close. Um, and he had spoken to him and, you know, we talked about uh, people reaching out and there, there are friends that did reach out to Twitch that said, Hey, are you, you know, I know you're kind of going through some things. Um, and at, I think at some point when you're that, when you hit that point is almost like people have made that decision in a sense, yeah. which is scary, which is scary. Um, and it's, it's, uh, and I think something that people haven't talked about or I haven't heard about is, um, you know, we all, we got to be careful what we wish for, right? The big studio, mm. million, millions of mm. followers. You know, when you have more, now you have more responsibility, just like anything else. And for someone like Twitch to wake up every day and have 4.4 million followers, do you let that just go by or no? Like you, I'm sure every day you wake up, you feel like you have a responsibility. Hey, Allison, when are we going to, make a video and you have a three-year-old running around and a six-year-old and you're like, you just don't make a video. You got to come up with a song, choreograph it, get together, rehearse it, film it, practice it. And, and when I'm trying to work and do things and my kids are around, like that's a guilt. I feel like what well, I got to give them that time, you know? So you're struggling with the guilt of family because me and Twitch have talked about like, in the past, like how important being a dad was to both of us someday, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and now I know that's what he probably desired more than anything, you know, um, having a big part of your life ripped away immediately, you know, you're on one of the biggest, you're with one of the biggest stars in the world with Ellen and you're, you're her sidekick every day. 
not only is that it's not even it wasn't even about probably the celebrity for him it was he loved his job you yeah. saw the joy you saw his joy when he was on that stage or with her or her giving him a gift and saying this is going to end and the emotion that poured out of him like what do i mm-hmm. this is you're going to feel an emptiness mm-hmm. um, there's a there's a lot there that i see that maybe just the ordinary person doesn't see um that it where they're like it doesn't make sense and then i'm like no it it kind of does make sense mm. it it really does to a degree because mm-hmm. um, i've never as a personally i've never i've never fathomed the idea of that um as as depressed as we can get um and i went on my facebook group the other day and i i, I had kind of gone dark for a couple months, you know, it was, I just, I, I points, I just feel completely overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> choreo for the studio every day, the business, family, getting on a plane, um, it, financial stress, the future, all of a sudden it just washes over you. And you're like, then I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do anything. And then all of a sudden it's like, you, I procrastinate and <laughs> shut down. I go through it. You know, it's, um, and I've gone through it the last few months. I'm trying to be honest with that, but also talk about it and communicate it. It's, and I think that's the key is like, we got to talk about it. We got to yeah. let it out. Yeah. I, I, I want you to say, uh, I want you to know what you just said, I can relate to where it becomes so overwhelming that everything shuts off. Yeah. And I want our listeners to think about that because I think it happens more times to more people than people are willing to admit. Yeah. I relate to it 100% and everybody who's watching this broadcast would say, oh, that guy has so much going on. The going on is a responsibility, a consistent mm-hmm. responsibility to keep up with. My mother used to say to me, and when I sold American Dance Awards, I I realized that she was right. So she told me this when I was a kid. I think I was like 41, 42. When I sold American Dance Awards, she goes, Re, watch it. Your biggest dream could turn into your worst nightmare. Ooh. And wait, I was pissed off when she said it to me. Because I found it to be discouraging, okay? But many years later, I can remember saying, wow, she was right. What it is, not what it was at the time, what it is today is what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's a point that's always stuck with me. It's great that we came here. And uh, can I say this? I was going to stay off the Twitch topic because they thought it was going to maybe down this broadcast. Your words were perfect, Gio. Yes, 100%. And I hope hope you know, I'm not someone who knows Twitch. I know the social media, the performance, the entertainer aspect of it. I never had the pleasure of meeting him personally. But as someone who is where I am with him, I found out on the radio as I was driving and it took my breath away and I had to pull over. I had my son in the car and I just filled up with tears. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, the dance world lost such an incredible person. And, and I just, I, I had the girls, I happened, I believe it was a Tuesday or Wednesday when we found out and I only teach my senior girls on Monday and I waited until Monday night and I, I sat them all down and I just, and they all, and the last time I sat them down, I was pregnant. They're all like, Oh God, here we go. She's pregnant. That's why she's talking to us. And I'm like, then we're not, the studio is okay. I'm not pregnant. I was like, but we need to have like a serious conversation. And the girls left the studio and I, the moms emailed me in like waves. Thank you so much for talking about this. You, you know, you don't realize, no, the girls have never met him, but they follow him on social media. They see his positivity. They never realize what's going on behind the curtains. And that just because you put on this happy face doesn't mean everything's perfect in your life. And this was such a shock to them. And um, 
And I, you know, and I just said to them, like, you know, you all think that everyone around you is so strong. Like I always get told you're a very strong person. I'm like, I said, I'm like, I talked to a therapist. There's nothing wrong with that. And the girls were like, you do? And I was like, girls, yeah. And like, especially during, after the pandemic, I'm like saving my business, being pregnant. Like there was so much going on. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think having that open conversation and understanding that people in your life who you put on a pedestal, whether you know them or you don't, it's okay to go and seek help when you need it, you know, and, and it's okay. And I'm not saying that he did or didn't. I have no idea, obviously. Um, but I think that it truly affected, it truly affected our dancers and the dance world. In Thousands of in people. I know, honestly, I've been on social media since 2007, The one of the original Facebook people. All the years, all the losses, yeah. I never saw anything like the reaction to Twitch. It, it crossed every line, crossed yes. every sector. Yes. You have to understand, it, and I think it, it influenced me in saying, please discover what it is you want, which is what we started this broadcast mm -hmm. off but people look and they would look at him and I only saw happiness. Yeah. And so if you were like, someday I'd like to be like on a show like Ellen and be what he's doing, what he's doing, or someday I want to do what Twitch is doing here or there. How shocking is it? Mm-hmm. That that's your dream, that's your goal, that's what you're looking at and seeing how happy he is mm -hmm. and realizing he's not. Yeah. Like, that's what hit me. Like, you put a microphone in front of my face, no matter what's going on, I'm going to smile and give you everything I got. But when there's no microphone in front of your face and you're the real you, it could be a totally different story. And we all have to realize that not only about other people, but about ourselves and that that's okay. Mm -hmm. You have to nurture that other side. It's, it's telling, right? Because it's um, in my understanding or when I think about it or talk about it, it's like, you know, they say suicide is, uh, one of the most selfish things right and it's but then you have to really like say okay this so you know everything in life happens for a reason or twitch was on this earth for a reason and his his reasoning maybe right now is is that if you don't find enough balance in, in being selfish then it gets to that degree so mm. we mm. give and give and give and give and twitch was giving 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 all the time and yeah. if this is the most selfish thing he's ever done and that was for him you know and i try and i go back to one of my greatest Ooh, one of really my greatest memories one of my greatest memories like of, of twitch is we were teaching together on a, on a little tour and um we were at applebee's together and i was sitting across from him and you know we're gonna order dinner and he gets dessert this huge dessert and i put this in my social media post and um I was like, yeah, what dessert? Like he has a giant Sunday. He's like, I, I eat dessert before I eat my dinner. And I'm like, okay, okay. You know, and I don't know if he still did that over the years. And, but that's like one of the greatest memories of, of, of him. And I think it struck me um, when he passed because he didn't care. And that was for him. That's like, that's one of those little things that made him happy or what he wanted. And he wasn't doing for anyone else on the stage and this is like you know right after his so you think you can dance success like this is a a middle phase nowhere near where he was now and um so it's like the the message here needs to be and why he's impacted so many people is that like you have to and celebrities and i think it struck a chord with a lot of celebrities because mm -hmm. you got to find some time to like always not give and feel like you're on and you have to find the off time and then you go back to COVID and it's like, yeah, we had a lot of off time. And then I know I've said it a lot. Oh, you hear it. I miss COVID. Why do we miss COVID? Because it was like, we didn't always have to be on yeah. every day. You know, we found the downtime. Um, 
but now we have to get back to it and we can't make excuses, but right. we need the biggest word for me is balance. We have to find mm-hmm. balance, all of us um, to, to stay sane, to stay happy and make sure that we're, we're, we're giving to others, but also giving to ourselves. Balance is a big one. And I think finding the boundaries within those balances too, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with being okay with saying no to certain things not having to be at every single place at every single minute. Yeah. I feel like, like you're saying, when we were revving up to get back from COVID, I felt like I just had to man my ship at all times and return every email within two hours. And there was no 24 hour buffer anymore. It was just constantly, constantly on. And then I, you get burned out. Yeah. You get burned Absolutely. out. Yeah. And I, I literally, because of that, I found a company director. I was like, I can't do all of this anymore. And I put people in charge and put up some, get some balance in there and put up some boundaries. And, and I feel like that's helped me, but I feel like finding that balance and the boundaries is, is really important. And if I think for our listeners, is that something that you can aim for this year, do it. Cause now's the time to do it. We're all getting back to normal. What do you want your normal to be? I think uh, yeah, and being, being a studio owner, it's like, I think probably we all feel the same way. It's like, we always feel like you're always worried about your clients, always worried about your clients, not even the kids. I think we worry more about what everyone's going to think. What are the parents going to think? Da, da, da. And it's like, I think if, if you want a, a place and you want a home, which is your home is your second home is if you want to find that balance is you'll find the people that are that have balance in their own lives. Those are the people you want to surround yourselves by. And if, you know, you do what you can in your power and, and, and you do what you can. I just like, and I said this the other day in that little message, I was like, I just think I'm going to do what I can and not put so much pressure on myself all the time, you know? And it's like, if it's good enough for you, if it's good enough for me, it needs to be good enough for you. And if it's not, then, then there's another place for you. And that's Reese said that for years and years and years and years um, okay, you didn't have to add that last year. <laughs> but you have. He's right. And I feel like that comes from like <laughs> confidence within knowing that. Yeah, you're afraid of loss. Like you're, we're afraid we're going to lose. And it's like, but again, he said for years and years and years and years, for everyone you lose, you're going to get two more going to walk in the door. You know, like, That is the truth. And know. sometimes even I need to tell that to myself oh, because yeah. I can be in the place of the people who are saying that to me. Absolutely. But I have to say this, because I just think it's really funny. Um, When we started today, I said, I think I'm going to go a little shorter with the program today, make a (laughs) a big, like, impact and short, like, less is more. I'm telling you that one of the best ones so far and uh, one of the longest ones so far. I I appreciate so much. Um, This is how I want to say it. I want the dance community to be real. I don't want it to be everything is terrific and Yes, I I want us to live our dream. But in order to live your dream, you have to know that you're not alone out there in all the struggles, that you're not alone out there in in dealing with the issues that come with being either a studio owner or a small business owner. And that uh, today's show felt really real. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a compliment to both of you. And um, I'm going to close out, but Gio, you want to give us some kind of final words of wisdom? Because I'm, I'm cut, putting the hook out in two minutes. Go ahead, friend. All right. I'm, 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 first of all, I'm just loving the microphone. I, I, I'm a little jealous. I might have to need an Amazon link or something because that thing is cool. Um, <laughs> I'm digging it. Um, I just love the LEDs. I'm trying to get more LEDs in the studio because it's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, just find just find the positives. Find uh, again. I've been teaching this in the classroom. Is is finding and uh, telling telling it to the kids, especially the teens in the senior room. It's like find balance. You know, find find balance in your life. We all have to find balance. Um, 
try to shut off from technology once in a while, or put it down, um, take moments to be in the moment, all the things that we've talked about right now. And it's, again, we don't want to, it doesn't need to be, everything doesn't need to be so sad. We need to celebrate. Um, and that's what I think people are doing. We're celebrating Twitch's life and what he stood for. Mm-hmm. And I think he was here on this earth for, for many reasons. And he made and it to impact. teach us, to teach us. To the teach us. He just taught us one hell of a lesson, I believe. Yeah. He did. And sometimes that's why people are here and we have to, you know, that's what we have to know and we don't have to understand it. it it's not necessary. Understanding what happened is not going to make it any better. We're going to feel the emotion. We're going to feel the, the happiness and what he, what he gave. And we're also going to feel the sadness and the loss. So um, there's balance, find the happiness, but there's sadness and there's going to be balance and everything. And I think when you find balance, what does balance do? Balance evens you out. Um, and I think we need to even ourselves out. We need to even the playing field. And that's what's happening on the NFL field, right? We, we almost lost this young man, this athlete, and no one could understand why. And now athletes are coming together in solidarity and in, in team. Like every, every, everything that's happening in the world is happening for a reason. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's finding balance. Um, and it's important. So we all need to find it in our lives. I wish you health and happiness. I can't wait for this year and uh, I'm just excited. I'm trying to be motivated. Um, I'm trying to build new things and build back old things. And it's, it, it's just why, why you have to wake up every day and push and take time for yourself as well. Um, I believe in you 100% Gio. Thank you, Lara. And Gio, thank you for sharing from the perspective of someone who didn't know Twitch. Thank you for sharing what you shared about him because I know people who did not know him or blessed to know him appreciate it as well. So thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Thank you. And again, he touched, everyone feels the way they feel because that's the way he made everybody feel, whether you knew him for a moment or you saw him on TV or you sat down and had dinner with him, he made everyone feel that way. And um, I feel very lucky to have had, you know, he was part of my life and um, it's uh, all of our lives and we just need to learn from what he was here for and I think that's the the best part of it you know it's gonna be like the Academy Awards in a second they're gonna start playing music (laughs) have a great day everybody thank you thank you and we'll see you again in a couple weeks bye everyone thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production.